friends they don't know I'm so tired I sleep in the day I'm awake in the night there's a fox in the yard she's watching the hen house my keepers away but I'm ready to another episode of live in the studio today we are here with our guest bobby vaziri thank you for having me how are you man i'm doing great i'm it's, excited to be here yeah so i uh, i always like jump ahead and try to introduce people for themselves but i or yeah like i don't i've been reminding myself you don't have to jump in so i'm gonna let you introduce yourself tell people who you are what you do uh so i'm bobby vaziri um i play in vintage harmonic symphony I'm actually a professor at James Madison University in their in their College of Business. Um, so that's what I do kind of during the days. But I've been playing music for a long time. And and VHS is is a real passionate project of mine. I'm, I'm really excited about our first album, mm-hmm. um, about the stuff we have coming up. And uh, just excited to be here and kind yeah. of talk about all of it. Yeah, now we met originally uh, basically because one of my longtime friends joined yeah. your band. Yeah, <laughs> right, which is right. really cool. That's Anna Sibirelli. She came on first yeah. season, and I uh, got the opportunity to learn one of your songs on the fly. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> that was uh, slightly stressful. Um, <laughs> I can't remember the name of the song now. That yeah, um, who I was before, and the little y'all did a great job. The little walk downs in there. Yeah. We're not so easy to pick up <laughs> on a short notice kind of thing. So yeah. I hope uh, I did it justice. You did it more than justice. You played awesome. Anna sang great. It was it was it was so it was so great to hear that song. I uh, I definitely got more nervous the more I heard the song. I was like, all right, here we go. And I was just like, I'm just gonna, you know, I was playing lots of the one and the fifth. And like, yeah, I know I shouldn't have been doing that on piano, but it's yeah. okay. Although it's, one nice thing, you got the album early because of I that. did. I did know it better because of that. That's yeah, good. I was, That's I was good. actually, I, dude. Uh, the first, I think it's the first song. Yeah. Da, 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 yeah. Don't da, take it all. Yeah. Da, da, da. That's what I'm I like. love. That. That's a, that's a windows <laughs> down song. Uh, for oh, sure. I love hearing that. Thank you. <laughs> um. So tell us about like your background in music. You've been playing. You said. Did you say 20 or 30? Like, how many years have you been playing? So many years. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so when I was like seven, my parents got me into piano lessons. Yeah. Um, And I always, I always remind people, like, I, was so, I wasn't that into it. I always liked it, and I was, it kind of came to me. Uh, I had an affinity towards it, but I wouldn't practice. And mm-hmm. I was like, I don't really want to do this. And my parents were like, no, no, you just, you need to stick with it. And and they kept me involved and they kept me in these music camps, summer camps and things like that. Mm-hmm. And it kind of stayed dormant for a while. And yeah. then when I went to college um, towards the end of, uh, well, towards the end of high school, I, I got into playing a little bit with some of my friends, but I was just singing for yeah. the most part. And actually, one of the guys playing guitar is is, is in the band now, Chris Faulkner, okay. who, who is, yeah. you know him. So so my graduation gift was an acoustic guitar. And so I went to college, I started learning, and then I started going back and playing piano. And that's when I got into songwriting. And, okay. um, and it just kind of, it's just kind of been there since. And it's it's really just become a part of who I am, I guess. Yeah. So for, so piano playing starting at six seven yeah. years old and yeah. then guitar playing what sounds Indigo. like 18, 18 yeah 19, right there right yeah. there 18 19 and yeah. with songwriting for that like so you have basically been playing for the better part of uh more of it more over a decade before yeah. you wrote yes correct yeah? correct wow. that's correct. crazy what was that like like because i i think for a lot of people songwriting and learning to play they come not in tandem, but like for people that start off with that goal, they yeah. do. Right. So I guess for a fair amount of people, yeah, like having like a huge musical background on the way in, was that like, you feel like that opened up more possibilities right away? I think it helped with, um, I think it helped with some pattern recognition because yeah. I started to pick up on some things like, wait a second, they're these chords are all the same. If I change the key, they're all right. relative. And I kind of picked up on some of that stuff. Um, maybe quicker than I would have if I didn't have the theory background. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, I I think it I think the writing part of it was like different for me. It was more of it was more on the creative side rather than just the playing side. Yeah. So it, it was still opening up that new door. Yeah, um, I, f- I feel like one informs the other for me. Yeah, like I started off just playing guitar, and I I honestly thought for the first 
maybe five, six years I was playing, that's like, that's what I was going to do was just yeah. go join bands and play guitar for them. <clears throat> and um, slowly, like one of the band, the, the first band I joined, I played with for like six years and they were constantly writing. And I remember like, I had never really thought about trying to write before. And then for whatever reason, like happenstance around probably around yeah. the same age, like 18. Yeah. I like took a shot at it and yeah. it like vomited out and it was like not the worst, but not the best. But I think it was just an immersion kind of thing because I had been around them writing for yeah. so long, but it just happened. And, and yeah. I honestly took that and just ran with it and kept writing and they got better over yeah. time. Yeah. Um, I think before that for me, it was really like because I was playing lead on records, I guess that's probably the most informative piece. Like I was really right. used to writing like quote unquote a melody yeah. on guitar and so I had a year for like just riffing out something because I had done so much of that. Um, yeah. But that was really the most helpful piece. Um, so I'm writing for you. You're in, you're kind of working on I'm it. a noob. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's a little intimidating when you're married to somebody who like we started dating at 18. So that was like right around like when he was like diving deep into that and we've been together almost nine years so at this point like he's really really good at it and i'm kind of like shy about it because really of that good at it too when but you do it. if i yeah if i <laughs> if i can kind of let go of some of the trepidations i have i'm better yeah. i think at melody writing than i am words like words are tough for me yeah. it's not hard to like come up with stuff but like Your, finding things to fit in her those melody choices her dad was a jazz guy oh okay jazz, he's a saxophone player and so her like melody choices are so far from what i'd ever do and every time she comes up with one i'm like that's so cool <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, yeah i would have never thought of that yeah. um i'm working so, on it though. yeah so uh, in the process of like writing songs obviously yeah. eventually vintage harmonic symphony formed how did that come to be like at what point did you start trying to form a band out of all of it so we had played in bands before um kind of subsets of of these people and we hadn't played in a while and I'd moved back to Virginia and we did a fun reunion show with some of the people we used to play with. And I think it kind of woke up some, some old feelings for a few of us. And, mm -hmm. and then my friend Chris watched this Eagles documentary and he was like, man, their harmonies are so good. And, and it, he started talking about it and that kind of opened up that door to where we said, well, let's let's put something together. Let's just do this, you know, because we love to do it and because we want to write these 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 intimate folk Americana songs mm -hmm. and and but maybe a little more updated, um, so they're more timely and and that was really the nexus of it was was that and so and I've said this before. So the first song I wrote was Forest, the one that just opens up with mm -hmm. the three-part harmonies. And yeah. that, I was thinking Seven Bridges Road, that yeah. style. Yeah. And so that kind of opened that door to it. Mm. Um, and that was and that was how the project started. And and we're working on some songs for for a new album. And I think there will be a little more rock influence in that one. Okay. Maybe a little less just acoustic. Yeah. Um, and there's some on the first album, but but maybe a little more in that direction uh, going forward. That's but, cool. But yeah. Yeah, so uh, I'm going to back up a little bit. So in bands before that, what style were you trying to hit like before you transitioned to doing like the Americana folk yeah. or before you took a stab at that, what were you trying before then? That's a really good question. I would say it was it was more just in that pop rock okay. genre, okay. a very broad genre. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah, we... Um, we started like I grew up uh, not my dad really loves like 90s, early 2000s rock kind of thing. And her dad, obviously, like jazz major. So, yeah, very different contrast. Yeah, of, right, of, right. Like bands like a song would come on the radio. And if I was listening to the radio, she knew none of it and vice versa. If she yeah. if she was controlling the radio, I knew nothing. Yeah, it was interesting. I don't I don't actually know if we've ever talked about this on the podcast, but prior to having our um, sort of like regular music band Alderose. we were uh, together i'd say we were in a band together it was the same thing different name different um people. Yeah. yeah it was um i think that sound was a little bit more like we did a lot of like pop covers and it was a little bit yeah. more singer songwriter yeah. and then we 
we transitioned to doing Alderos and we brought Daniel in and I think it was a it little became bit much more, more rock at that point. rock yeah. jazz yeah, in a or good whatever. Way. But I like both it. of them was it was the two of us and a couple other players we had involved and stuff like that. But we uh, played a we got a gig by happenstance and we were like, well, we have to have something at the gig. So we to spent hand the, out. we spent the weekend recording an acoustic EP and it is still online, but I'm not going to name it. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you have any of those like early, early projects you put together? Oh, gosh, I do. You don't have to name them, but no. like, were there any? Oh gosh, I won't. Na- I, I don't even. I don't even know that I still physically have them. Really? They're somewhere in the MySpace web. Somewhere oh, there you go. Ooh. Buried wow. in the archives. That's or a something. throwback. Yeah. <laughs> uh, did you? You had the MySpace page, right? Yeah, it's still there. I can't log in because I, I don't have that email I anymore. Never, but... I never had a MySpace page. I yeah, know. I never did music on MySpace, but like I think at one point I probably started a SoundCloud for us. It's probably out there. In the... All the bands I grew up listening to were MySpace er- like MySpace yeah. era bands, yeah. but as soon as we got into them, basically MySpace died. Yeah. <laughs> is the the short yeah. of it. You guys just put this record together. Yeah. Uh, what would that be like a couple months ago now that we went and yeah. saw you guys Last open year. it? Yeah. August, yeah. And um, how has it been so far? Like since you've released it, what have you guys seen in terms of reception and like? that kind of deal yeah i mean i think we've you know we haven't been able to play much and distance is a factor and and a lot of people in the group have other you know like careers and things um but i think we were really happy with it and i think our kind of close friends and and little Mm -hmm. community were were um the show seemed to go very well yeah thank you yeah it was really fun (laughs) yeah we had a lot of fun and we we haven't really gotten to play since then but Mm. we have a we have a show coming up at the end of next month so well so to answer your question i think um we haven't really been out promoting it and, and touring and things but i think i mean i'm at least really happy with the the reception and feedback I've gotten from kind of like our close friends and stuff. Sometimes I think that's like good to do, even if like, you know that it's not your like main deal. Like a lot of musicians try to make music their main thing, but if it's not, it's still good to put stuff out there and release things, you know, because then you at least have a catalog going of like stuff you've released instead of our problem is we probably have 200 songs in a notebook that we still haven't, you know, recorded or done anything with. So we're going to run into that issue of like, we probably should have been putting stuff out (laughs) periodically. Yeah. I think it would be a lot of fun if like, like if circumstances came up where we could, we could do something like a couple week or a month tour or something for fun, like in the summer when people have some, some downtime. I think that'd be a lot of fun. We have, we have gone through that for sure. Like through the years (laughs) of like, at one point we went and picked up an RV uh, we never toured with it, which <laughs> yeah. is like a very funny thing. And um, there's just through time, like I think learning to to actually be able to like uh, it, it takes every band member being kind of in this like same perfect spot right, at right. the same time to be right. able to like take the whole band sure. with you. That's always been oh, yeah. one of the things for us too in our in our band specifically. Um, Daniel uh, has kids. And so there's this piece where it's like. That's always been one of those things where we're like, maybe not, maybe it'd be good to yeah. like pick the right time. And then, uh, I don't know for us, then eventually we kind of recognized through gigging, like what happened is we were trying to gig and we were talking about touring Yeah. and then like all the pandemic stuff, stuff popped off and we were like, okay, well the gigs are shut down anyway now. Yeah. And start doing stuff online. We started doing stuff online. We decided to open this place to like, and it kind of evolved to the point where we were like, I think we found our thing. <laughs> and, yeah. and so once we, once we found that it kind of became less of a desire, I think for us to go out and like play shows as the band. But I think in the long run, I'm hoping that like circles back around and we get to the place where we're trying to go do yeah, it again. That would be fun. Yeah. Um, so what would you say are like some of your biggest influences as far as like musical artists go? Yeah, I would start with I think the Beatles were really big for me growing up mm. before I got into songwriting. Mm. And I think that kind of shaped a lot of the approaches that I took to songwriting, if that makes sense. Yeah. And over the years, <clears throat> excuse me, as new bands come out. You know, I'll, I'll find different influences in different eras. Like, you know, even like, I want to say I had like a phase where I was really into like Radiohead or I was okay. really into, you know, like Mumford and Sons or I was, you know, really into, mm-hmm. into like Fleetwood Mac or whatever. But it, I've always kind of, my base has kind of always been that singer songwriter. <clears throat> I would almost say like this art pop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I just love the, their approach to, to kind of, um, 
this very authentic songwriting, at least the later years of the Beatles, yeah, maybe not the yeah. early as much, but, but, um, that approach has kind of shaped my approach to music and art and songwriting and all of it. Yeah. And, and it may change what lens it goes through over time based on what I'm listening to. But I think that's the, the, the pen, the, yeah. the pen doesn't change. Right. For me, uh, like I really, I grew up and all my influences when I was first learning music, they were all just guitar based. So it was like, what metal band can I learn their riffs of or yeah. rock band? Can I learn their song <clears throat> or whatever? And I never really looked for influences in terms of songwriting at first because I wasn't songwriting for so long yeah. of it. Um, that by the time I went and started songwriting and vocally for me, uh, it was just a big struggle at first. <laughs> it yeah. took me um, the better part of like maybe five years of uh, two or three of vocal coaching and then like two or three more yeah. of really trying to write and then getting married to somebody who sings like amazing and then her teaching me harmony. And then like by the end of, that five to seven year thing i was like all right i don't sound like the worst now <laughs> like, yeah. and um so at that point i started looking for like what are people that i actually could see myself like trying to do something similar like because the bands i like i try to sing their songs i can't even sing them um and this is just when we were trying to play like covers for like three hour sets or whatever yeah yeah um and so i started hunting for different artists and um my top three would be uh the first one that really I think I identified with the most was City in Color. Have you ever heard him? That was green. He was, uh, he was from a band called Alexis on Fire originally, but they started putting out like kind of that singer-songwriter acoustic stuff cool. on the side while his like metal band was touring. Um, oh, and, okay. And the singer-songwriter stuff like blew up. Yeah, As opposed to the metal band kind of trailed off. Now they yeah. put out another record like after a break and years later, but mm -hmm. I think he's probably done like seven yeah you were shuffling through the other day and all his album arts were going he's, really, he's, he's really good i'll show you one of his songs yeah, after, for sure but, um yeah like the the combination of sort of the taste of guitar playing which obviously always like stands out to me but um back then uh the simplicity because he was just doing like one guitar one vocal and it really kind of gave me an opportunity to focus a lot more on yeah. the writing and yeah. i started to hear the I was, it kind of forced me to just listen to the writing, which I think is one of the great things about singer songwriter stuff is, yeah. is that some, when you do strip it that far down, like yeah. it really relies on how well the song is written. <laughs> and, and right. I definitely think your music carries that as well. Like well, your thank songwriting you. is very good. Thank you. Um, when you write a song, like, do you have an approach for like your starting place? Yeah. It's, it's changed somewhat over the years. And, and I would say now, it real what I try to do is I try to identify it and not just pain might be the wrong word, but something that's going on, mm -hmm. whether it's in my life or something that I see. Yeah. And then I just think, okay, there's an emotion here. Yeah. And it's hard for me to put that into into words, to like speak it or to write it. Yeah. And so I say, I want to capture this musically. So it's like and I want to make a painting, but I, you know, so I make a painting in my head, but I can't draw, right? I can't right. paint. Yeah, I can't so, either. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so what I do is then I say, all right, I've got this image in my head and I want to bring that to life. And so I start kind of brainstorming different words mm -hmm. and different ideas that are associated with that. And then once, once I kind of set in on a melody that just kind of hits, then I start to form that song, but it kind of follows that. It follows that um, general theme hmm. throughout. Mine is very, uh, I would say, like word vomit, uncalculated. I can't like I'm so. I feel like I'm both good at songwriting and also simultaneously terrible at it. If that makes sense, like, <laughs> <laughs> like, like I, I. One of the things in, in in that, I guess, probably the biggest point where I recognize that is like in co-writing. Like when you, know, I try to co-write with people, they're like, "So how do you?" I'm like, "I." It just happens. Like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's I very natural. I haven't you. quite developed yeah. like a, this is how I do it. Like somebody literally messaged me today. They were like, Hey, when you write a song, like, is there like anything you go to like a site or this or that when you're like writing yeah. there? I'm like, ne the thesaurus right. like five times. is like the yeah. most I've ever. Yeah. Like it's usually, it was a very like, um, like I said, I think I got immersed in it for years and it just like naturally just welled yeah. up within me and, uh, I love it. It's like one of the coolest yeah. things, but it's yeah. 
it's a lot it's a lot more like a journal to me than it is like i'm sitting down with like a idea usually i i think it's similar yeah i just don't think i've figured it out yet <laughs> and yeah. i've probably been writing for quite a few less years yeah. than you so i think that makes sense no no i mean we, <laughs> no i don't think anyone really figures it out you just kind of do what feels yeah, right and you yeah. kind of go in that direction well it's yeah. like like you said with like art that's like trying the, the same like oh, nobody yeah. everybody doesn't paint a picture the same yeah. way nobody like has the right. same sort of like process when they do that but like you still end up with a painting you know what i mean yeah. so like i think it's so cool how varied it can be how bad at art are you oh bad <laughs> me too so bad that I, will, I don't even try so i can't even quantify my it, first yeah. <laughs> my first like i'm not talking like so my mom has this book that she always pulls out to laugh at me with and uh on the front of it is my first drawing of a person and it's a circle with just i forgot the neck like and yeah. so it was just like literally and they would be like no you you need to draw a neck on the on on yeah. like on your portrait or whatever and so I'd do it again and I kept forgetting it so there's always a little old school name tag across where the neck should be and I had to draw the neck in and then keep going uh. and there's probably on like five of them in a row that happened over the course of the year I never got better and my <laughs> sister is an art major and so oh, well, there you go <laughs> there was this like moment where I, I would get like um in trouble for my grades because I, I I was like hit or miss with school, yeah. um but uh, we <laughs> always used to have to like write essays and they I think it was just extra punishment that my parents were like and you need to draw illustrations, and so I would try to get my sister to help me and she'd be like you're hopeless just give up like you can't you can't draw at all in college we uh he, he was trying to find like dummy classes to like yeah. fill up his thing with because we were doing it online and you know they, they weren't great <laughs> anyway yeah i know <laughs> probably not the way we should have gone about it but i was like just take art and he was like no like i will fail yeah that's true. if i, I take, take art. art and i so i read the course description i was like no you don't they don't like it's not about yeah. your ability in art it's just like art appreciation okay just take it and so he did and he did end up having to draw and i think i did it for you because you, you were me. so mad you at helped me because there were concepts <laughs> that like it was something with a bunch of shapes and i was like i need help he was like I i'm gonna get a to do it and it was not it was not working um <laughs> so have you ha, ha, when it comes to like just to jump back to songwriting yeah um so starting off like you were saying kind of the idea of like i guess starting on a guitar most of the time when you're songwriting yeah I, I think it switches between yeah, yeah probably like 50 50 honestly yeah between an acoustic guitar and a, a piano and every now and then I hear maybe like it's if it's a more rock song, I'll kind of just play five chords on an acoustic, just yeah. pretending it's an electric. I don't. Did you play piano at the show? I don't think you did. No, at the show, no, I didn't put that together till now. Yeah, when you said you're playing today. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, I didn't. Yeah, at the show, we didn't have a lot of room on that stage. Okay. But at this next show, we're so we're doing a benefit concert for mental health awareness at oh, the end of awesome. next month in in Harrisonburg. And uh, at that show, I'm going to bring the acoustic and the piano. So okay. have the whole experience. Very cool. So I'm excited about that. <laughs> Very cool. Um, would you say there's any... Uh, so I know you named out the Beatles. Yeah. Uh, in terms of like, I would just say like uh, artists that are still like... Kind of, uh, the Beatles haven't released anything new. No. Uh, they, no. Yeah. So They like re-release an album yeah, every week. Yeah. <laughs> and any yeah. modern artists that you like kind of go to in today? Like I know you said Mumford. Yeah. I, li I, like the, I like the Head and the Heart a lot. Okay. I think they're good. And they okay. have a similar setup to us. They have like the three vocalists. Okay. And, and they have that more like Americana singer-songwriter. So I like the Head and the Heart. And um, yeah, a lot of those kind of bands in that space. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Our, uh, I was going to name off my other ones. The Classic Crime is a band that I was really heavily influenced by. He's a great songwriter. And then um, Colony House is the other one yeah. that we've seen their live show a bunch. Yeah. And in terms of like understanding like um, how to do a good live show and that it's idea, so it's like you go in and like yeah. people are just, it's not even about that I love every song. And that's what was, that's yeah. what really struck me about them. Like actually, they're, I, I love this band to pieces. When I listen to their newer songs, like they're not always my favorite ones comparatively yeah. to some of other ones in the catalog. But then like you go see those songs live and you're like, I get it. Like <laughs> yeah. it's so good. And everybody who comes, like literally, I mean, it's like a little family unit for that time of the show yeah. where like everybody knows everything that's happening and it's uh it's always a really cool thing. Have there any been have there been any bands you've seen live that have really like hit home for you through the years? Any bands that I've seen live? That's a good question. I I went. I, I had it. There was an Avett Brothers show that I really liked. Mm. I thought they put on a good show. They they have some some of that 
they, how can I put this? Like, they have some upbeat, fun songs, but they're also not afraid to kind of like bring it down and mm. and, and and get intimate with with some like more like folk style. So yeah. I, I had a good experience there. Yeah, I haven't been to as many shows as I would have liked to yeah. have gone to, but yeah. I was a show junkie as a kid. My parents let me go. We lived in the Bay Area in California when I was little, so every band really yeah. that could come through came through. Yeah, uh, and when I was little, my parents were like, you know, it the 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 band had to have a like a level of like uh, there were probably bands I would have liked to have seen, but just profanity and things like that. Like I mean, I the first show I went to, I was probably. I had to. I was on my dad's shoulders. I was like five or six, wow. and going to see a big, awesome. big rock concert kind of thing. And so wow. I just ate it up. And I, I honestly think now, yeah. looking back, that inspired me to want to cool. to do it. Um, yeah. We would go to like whatever festivals, and there would be like twenty bands, and I'd sit and watch as yeah. many of them as I could until we had to leave. Um, oh, the yeah, and the Flaming Lips. I saw Flaming okay. Lips. That was. Awesome, and they did. <laughs> they did um, "Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds" uh-huh. as an encore by the Beatles, uh-huh. and like right as they started to play that, it started pouring rain, <laughs> oh, and it nice. was. But it was awesome. It was just so. Nice. It was a really cool performance. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and Flaming Lips are incredible. So what about um, like shows you've played? Has there been a show you've played that stands out as like best or worst? Ooh, I'm hoping it's this one coming up. Yeah. In, and Jane, I'm <laughs> so I'm, hoping it's yeah, the next one, I'm right? super excited for that one. I actually really enjoyed the album release. It yeah. was a really small, intimate space, um, and we did like two back to back, and they were both really fun. Yeah, um, I think that was special just because of um, um, just because we had put so much work into the album mm-hmm. and to be able to play it. Yeah. in front of everyone with that group was just right. a lot of fun. Well, and I think it's fun anytime you get to have a show where it's like it's your release show. So like the people mm-hmm. who are there are there for you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Where it's, mm-hmm. it can be a little mm-hmm. different if you're like opening for somebody right. or if it's just like a random bar gig or something. Right. Like people aren't necessarily there for you. Mm. But like we had that in 2019, we had a EP release or whatever. And we did open for somebody else, but we had a lot of people who came for us and it just, you know, yeah. makes you feel yeah, good. Yeah, that EP release show was so fun. I literally still have the text message of telling everybody thank you at the end of the show. Like yeah. all, the, all the band members oh, that's for coming awesome. to play. It's like those, I don't think people who on the outside looking in, I think a lot of times people think for artists, like it's just another show, but it's yeah. not, you know, yeah, like yeah. I'm, that is like one of the most meaningful things when somebody responds to one of your songs. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, have you had a worst show? You know, I, <laughs> no, I, I, I really don't think I would say I've had a worst show. I mean, if, if things don't go as well as I'd like, I kind of just think of it. Hey, this is something I learned now, and I can I can yeah. use it to try to get better for the next yeah. one. Any so, like yeah. uh, any like, I have some pretty memorable mess ups. I know I know that. <laughs> like I definitely have some bombs where like I had a solo that they, that I was supposed to yeah. hit, and I just go to hit it, and I'm like in the wrong key. That's hilarious. And, I was, and it was a bend on top of that, and it's just like. <laughs> I feel like there was one time where we were playing a song and I don't even remember the key, but I feel like it, it opened with just bass. And I want to say I came in at like a, like, like a parallel key. Okay. Nice. So if it was in like C, I was singing like an F. So okay. it wasn't like suit, like it was off. There clearly. was overlap. But right. Yeah. But like, but like, but, but, a, but an untrained like ear maybe couldn't pick it up. Yeah. Like that's creative. Yeah. <laughs> and then I was like, wait, did I just sing that whole first verse in like the wrong key? So that, that was kind of funny. That was back in the day, but I'm sure I've had plenty. Of we words, always, but. we always joke around when we start messing up. We always go, that's, that's jazz. Like, yeah, it's, it's just, jazz. It's, just jazz. it's just it's a jazz. creative. I love you know, it. Choice. I love that. <laughs> um, in terms of like being an artist and writing and through the years, yeah. what would you say are like some of the bigger hurdles you've had to kind of? Ooh, overcome? yeah. Okay, so I would say for me, it it kind of all ties together. But a lot of my stuff is is in like a quantitative background. Like my my degree is in engineering, and I and I work in analytics now. So a lot of the stuff is very much you know, data driven decision making. And, and in, in this realm, you really have to, you really have to check your self-awareness to a mm. certain degree. You have to kind of put that aside and just let yourself feel what you feel yeah, and be authentic and put it out there. And that's been a real journey for me. Um, and it's something that I'm continuing to try to do. I think the first VHS album was a huge step in that direction. And I think some of the new songs I'm writing 
are even more so just directly what I'm experiencing and like my yeah. pains and my um, triumphs, if you will. And I'm, and I'm just trying to bring all of that out and stop worrying about, am I singing the right note? Mm-hmm. Or am I putting the word that should go here? Right. Because it's like, oh, I want to write a, this type of a song. And it's like, no, just write your song. Right. And, and that really, that's been the biggest journey for me. I, I heard someone say this once. I don't remember where, but, but, and I'm paraphrasing, but this really resonates with me. It's like the idea with, with art is everyone is different. Everyone is special in their own way. And I, I truly believe that, mm-hmm. but it's like, it's buried deep inside of you in this, yeah. in this kind of like dark place, not dark, bad, but just in this dark place deep in you. And as an artist, you kind of spend your whole life, your whole journey trying to access that space yeah. and you've got to lose your self-awareness. And I'm, and I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm like saying it like I do it. <laughs> I don't do, I sit there and I'm like, Oh it's my tough. gosh, yeah. can I hit this note? Or right. am I good, as good as this person? But you've got to lose that and just be who you are and let people see what you've experienced through your story. And that's, that's been my biggest hurdle. And that's what I just keep trying to do more. Yeah, I, I totally get that. I, I think when we play, one of the things that's always been tough for me, um, is, uh, like feeling like you have to like be a certain way in order for it to be inviting and for like, but then you watch other bands and this is always the disconnect for me and other bands, like they don't care. They don't care. Yeah. And usually they connect with a group of people. It's just who's that group of people. Yes. Yes. And like, I've gone to a show where the, the person fronting the band is like super energetic, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, very charismatic, all that. And then I've also gone to shows where they're, super reserved and they don't say anything in between songs and i'm like but those shows have all had a lot of people at them and and it's it's always puzzled me like i think there's a point of it's not so much about like how you are individually it's like owning whoever you are individually in that way and and there's something about that i guess like i do think it kind of on some level, like as I've tried to analyze it and go like, yeah, how can I get better at this? Cause that's really what I'm, you know, what I'm trying to do. And sometimes I feel like it's, it's like taking the way that I might naturally want to be and like just leaning into it a little bit more, yeah. which, which comes across, I guess as confidence, but in my mind, it feels like exaggerated. So like, you know, if I like move an arm like this much on stage, I feel like I went like that. And, and so for me, it feels like this exaggeration, but it's really not. It's just, like the movement for me feels bigger than it. I think it comes across to like yeah. the the audience or whatever it is. So there's a lot of it's a head game. Like you're, a yeah, lot you, of the time you're like you're looking at yourself with a magnifying glass. Yeah, for sure. Oh yeah, we and I think a lot. Of, yeah, a yeah. Lot of us like a tiny that. move feels like yeah. I just like did yeah. something outrageous. Well, I think it's important to remember remember because it is art. You know, apart from like some of the unspoken rules of like don't be a dick, like be kind. <laughs> yeah. There's no rules in it. Right. You know what I mean? Like right. you don't have to gig. You don't have to record albums. Yeah. You don't have to do anything. If you are doing those things, it's just kind of like finding your your niche and your stick or whatever and yeah. whatever you want to roll with. And then- yeah. That I think, and that ties into me with like vulnerability, like in yeah. songwriting, you were saying like your songs right now are like yeah. the most personal they've been. Yeah. When I started songwriting, I was literally writing stories about other stuff so that yes. I could not have to write about me. Right. That's what I'm talking <laughs> you about. That? Uh, yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. The, the whole first like 30, 40 songs yeah. were like, they were like, is that about your life? I'm like, nope. Nope. Not at all. <laughs> exactly. Not at all. Even, I didn't want to write about my life. Even Songs of Wooden Stone, some of it was, but it was more about me. It was like a bridge because it was more about me writing about things that I think and experience, but mm-hmm. not necessarily. It, it it wasn't. It like peeled back maybe one or two layers. But I'm yeah. trying. But I'm now I'm like right. let's peel back yeah, a few totally more. I have a song that's about um, that when we were playing in bars really heavily, I was like trying to figure out like what's the best bar song I can write. And so I have this song called Little Devil that's about like getting cheated on in the context of being in a bar, and I have been cheated on, but it was not very dramaful and it was when i was like still in high school so like yeah, i had like yeah, yeah. i could connect like i could empathize enough to write about like yeah. what a person like that might be feeling 
But it was in no way accurate to yeah. my life. Yeah, <laughs> we'd song. sing it. People would be like, is that about you guys? We're like, no. Nope, not at all. Yeah. And there's something, one, uh, I do think, like, there's a part of that that's that's fun and, and enjoyable even because you can, um, I think, in a lot of ways, like, you end up being able to write um, stories that are kind of end up end up being sort of like on another person's behalf if you will like somebody who will connect with it because other people have lived life and gone through different things and um there's something about just the emotion of it um that usually at some point even if i'm writing a song that's a that's a story about something i think somehow you end up intertwining emotion into it that comes like authentically from you yep and it it's like then I had songs that would be like half about me. And then yeah. slowly but surely, like the vulnerability grew. Yes. And I was like, no, this one's all you me. shed a few more layers. I don't and like, like yeah, yeah, I'm like afraid that the person who it's about is going to be at the show. And like, it gets yeah. more and more uh, uncomfortable, but also yeah. I think like, uh, what's the right word? Like therapeutic. Yeah. Like in that way. I think that's, I think that's really well said. Yeah. Um, what's a piece of advice you would give to like an up and coming artist? Oh God. Probably what we just talked about. Honestly, I'd be like, I'd be like, don't worry about being good. Yeah. Because how good, good you are is how well you can access how you truly feel and just, and just be vulnerable. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think, I think really what we just kind of talked about would be my biggest thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely one of the first, I guess. Yeah. That makes sense. Like the biggest hurdle is probably a good piece to give advice. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, the other one for me, I guess in today's world, because recording has become such a big thing, especially for younger artists is like whatever tools you have now, like use them and don't let, don't let, don't let the tools you don't have, like stop you. I mean, yeah, we just did a, a single for an artist named Hannah Curl, and she did two albums on her iPhone before she did anything with us, and they were like doing really well online. Yeah, purely because she was like, "I'm not gonna let it stop me. I'm just gonna do what I can yeah. do." And th- her um, her brother is a really great filmographer. I don't know if you know of uh, Elevation Church, but they're like a big church in the in the heard of Carolina them, area. Yeah. They're they're they are massive in terms of like size and scope and they tour the country and play tons of shows or whatever. And Seth is a, is a self-taught filmographer, 21 years old. And he is their contracted only videographer right now because he just went and worked really, really hard and got really good. And nobody like there was no school, none of that. He just loves it. And that's all he ever went for. And so his sister is the same way. And like with her music, she was like, I'm just going to start putting out albums. I don't need, you know, and and that has led to, I think so many good things. And it did for me too, like young, like I wanted to record. And so I just went for it and did as much as I could. And I, I felt that discouragement. I think everyone does of like, well, I don't have this or I don't have that or the gear's too expensive or yeah. You know, I don't have anybody to show me. Um, and well, one YouTube, that's like a huge, that right there is a huge piece of advice. Yeah. YouTube, anything you want to learn for, yeah. for music related things. There's so much, um, that you can always like get started now because the internet's a thing. Um, but I think abandoning that like fear of it not being perfect at the, yeah. at the beginning, I think that's- being all right. And then listen to Abbey Road by the Beatles and learn every part of every instrument. Do you have any advice for someone who maybe wants to like go the band route instead of like being an artist? How to work with different musicians? Yeah, Yeah. honestly, that one. Yeah, I'll take that. That's a great one. Um, No, I don't think I I think I would I would focus on on kind of the things that we all just talked about. But definitely working with other people is important in the band. I think you get instantly better when you start having yeah. to like work and play with yeah. other musicians. Cause when you first start, you're learning, you're just on your own in a room. Yeah. The first time you have to play a song with somebody else, like all of a sudden, just on, just on timing and being able to play together. Like I'm working on playing drums right now. Uh, it's, it's like a thing I've wanted to pick up forever. And so I've been practicing a ton and I'm playing to the song, playing to the song, playing to the song. And then I'm like, Hey, will you come play acoustic with me? So I'm like kind of re-experiencing this again. And so she starts playing acoustic with me to this song and it's like a totally different, yeah thing like i had to put a click on and <laughs> i could tell right away i was like all right i know that that was worse than i thought it was going to be but it's gonna help in the long run so i think even just on on getting better musically it happens pretty quick can you tell us the story behind the band's album yeah the debut album songs yeah of Wood and stone so songs of wooden stone it's really 
I kind of talked a little bit about the writing process, but for me, this this is really an album that's that's a story about. It's a story about the journey of 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 coming to terms with the different emotions of your life yeah. and learning to live with them and, and, and accept them and grow with them. And it really stems from, you know, one of, one of my close friends is, is an artist, actually. She's a fantastic painter and, and she does great work. Her name's uh, Atusa Rahmani Farah, if you want to yeah. uh, check her out. But we talked about duality in mm-hmm. art. And and it and and it was so such an interesting conversation because talking about the duality in life, how uh, between happy and sad, mm-hmm. and 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 you know bright and dark, and and that shaped so much. I didn't realize it, but but that came out so much in the story of the album. So like for example, time has come is track six, and who I was before the song, the Anaseg is track seven. They're both about the same breakup. Okay. But the first one is a is a happy upbeat song. Yeah. Where you're confident. Yeah. But the second one is more of like now you're questioning yourself. So it shows kind of the highs and the lows mm-hmm. of that experience. Or like Mandolin Blues is is one is one that I love. Um that's the one with like the three har- three part yeah. harmonies track 10. It's it I thought of it through getting this new guitar and then I had this yeah that's I a had, good inspiration <laughs> yeah well but I had this you know this emotional connection to this old guitar that wasn't as good and shiny and new yeah. and so I wrote that song and it and it kind of shows you know this thing is so new it's all so new but it doesn't feel like you yeah so it kind of again shows that 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 duality and that difference there so I think the whole album really front to back just kind of talks about those kinds of stories. Yeah. Uh, which in a way are very true to me. Um, so so Don't Take It All is about, you know, you have this passion like for music or for whatever it is, and and you're just like, I don't want this to take everything away from me. Like, I want to just learn how to love it and appreciate it. Mm. And that's kind of the whole vibe behind it. Nice. Yeah, the uh, the guitar comment about having the old older guitar. I have a guitar right now that's my first acoustic ever. It literally is like out of a movie. When I picked it up out of the store, there was an old guy playing... And he literally like stopped in his tracks. He must have been somebody's grandpa just trying to like, yeah. like, like just like encourage me or something to that effect. <laughs> but he stopped. He was like, you really got something, kid. Like, and I was like, I thought it was the coolest thing ever. Yeah. It was like 13, 14 years That's old. That's awesome. And I still have it. And it's been broken. At one point it fell and the headstock broke off. And my dad actually like glued it all back together. I've written probably, I don't know, like 80 to 90% of my songs. Right. On it. And like, and it's just, you can never replace that. There is something about it that like, and I even say like, if, if we ever quote unquote make it like, this will be the guitar that people want. It won't be, oh, the, yeah. it won't be the oh, nice yeah. ones. It'll be yeah. the one that I, you that can, I played. You can play a D 45 on stage <laughs> and you'd still rather have that guitar. Cause yeah, it, yeah exactly. Yeah. Especially for, for writing. Um, well, we're running lower on time, but I want to wrap yeah. with uh, kind of our branded question. Yeah. Which we ask everybody, which yeah. is what does music mean to you? Yeah, that and I thought about this one because I love this question <laughs> yeah. and I'm like, you know, so but this is where I you know, I'm just gonna speak to kind of what it means to me and not worry about what I'm supposed to say. Yeah. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see how well I do at that. No, I think music for me goes back to that idea I was talking about with the painting. There's an emotion, there's there's an experience, there's something that I that has happened and I want to express it, but I can't say it in words or I can't write it. Hmm. So I can express it through music. And I think music allows us to access emotions and experiences totally. that language or, or words themselves can. And that's why I think it's so important, going back to what you said about being vulnerable and yeah. being authentic, because it really, the, the more you do that, the more powerful that message is. Yeah, that's great. I love that answer. Actually, so like I was talking about this yesterday, but uh, slowly. But I have surely, it written on my hand here. Just don't song, don't show anyone. No, no. But like in in songwriting, like I remember like the first time I when I started songwriting, I was really like kind of it was a fun kind of this new joyous yeah. thing, and there wasn't as much like 
let's find words that rhyme. And I wasn't, and, yeah, 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 and I wasn't like in tune. I mean, I was also a kid, so like I was mm-hmm. really just doing it for the fun of it, trying to mess around and see if I could do anything halfway decent. Yeah. And then like I remember like the first time I wrote a song and I like wrote like two lines and and I remember being like like crying and I'm like, what is happening to me right now? Like, where did that come from? I, that's that's not so what I great. I that's so for. great though. Like, and and there, it's true. It sort of encourages this vulnerability in a way that I guess maybe it's for songwriters, maybe it's specific people. Um, I know other people resonate with music kind of for the same reason, but from the outside, like looking into it, like a song, like there's this emotion that it stirs up and even just a listener for a writer, like the more I write, the more I find like, I'm like, Oh, okay. Like I, I had something going on in me that I didn't know was going on in me until I sat down and wrote this. Cause I would have never said this. I would have never thought this. I would have just like stuffed it down and kept going, (laughs) you know, that that kind of deal. Uh, So it's definitely an outlet for me. Mm -hmm. I've had to answer this question a lot. I try to come up with different things each podcast. Uh, Well, and I think, I think it's funny you were talking about being like super analytical and stuff. Cause I am too. It's part of the reason I have a hard time songwriting, but like, I also think that when I, think about like music and stuff like that i literally think it like it gets like the brain juices flowing you know what I mean? yeah like yeah. in in a way that a lot of like normal life things just don't you know what i mean like going to work sometimes it's just like not doing it for you but throw some music on you know what i mean like it yeah. does yeah. something with the chemicals in your brain and it, it makes you feel and it makes you you know better or worse depends on what you're listening to yeah. i suppose but um yeah it's like it's weird because it's not a tangible, it's not really a tangible thing because right. it's something you're listening to, right. but like it does tangible things to you. And I think that's kind of crazy. Yeah. The, the, for the past like nine months, eight months, how, how long, 10 months, whatever. Anytime I hear music for a sushi restaurant by Harry Styles, <laughs> my mood changes. And I'm, I'm not even ashamed to admit it. I love that album yeah. and I love that song. Yeah. It's I, incredible. I like, I like As It Was a lot. It's a, I, that's I a great song I too. I definitely like start going. Every time it comes on, I, I really enjoy I want to be song. branded as the biggest Harry Styles fan to be on this podcast. <laughs> Do, it. <laughs> Do it. Anna might give you a run for I, I was just, I just realized I just got into some hot water. You guys, you guys can sort of fight over I, that for I, sure. I don't think Together. I'll win that fight. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we're going we're gonna to wrap up with one more Land question. Plane. One more All right. question. Uh, which is tell us about the song you're going to do today and the story kind of behind it just sort of like tie this up it'd be funny if i was like am i doing a song today you're (laughs) like um Um, no come on you think that's funny (laughs) sometimes it's happened oh no it's happened they're like oh i'm like is that is that all right Uh, yeah and like we just do it and it's it actually it went really well i won't that's good (laughs) we won't won't call out who that was but But it was a great time so I'm really excited for the song I'm playing today. It's a new song and it it's very much dear to me and it speaks a lot um, to some of the experiences that I've had and, and basically just some of my struggles and some of my situations without going into detail. Um, so it's very, very much me. Um, I can't wait to do it. I can't wait to play this live next month. I can't Mm -hmm. wait to put it on the album. It's called Lost, Mm. um, but it has, I think, a more uplifting message, and it talks about we haven't lost yet, Mm. and even when things aren't going well and just kind of persevering through it. So I'm I'm so pumped to play it. (laughs) We're excited to hear it. So it's brand new, yeah? Brand new. Awesome and exclusive. I love that. (laughs) Like like When people come and trust it. So this is how I view, I'll, I'll say this and I'll close this, which is just that, like when artists come in and part of why I do what I do is cause I, I really love and know like the, the process of writing a song and being able to share it. Yeah. And I love helping people do that. Uh, and to the best I can, not, it's not like some like thing that I think I'm like uber important, but I just like, I really love that people will come in here and trust us with yeah. a song that's new. That to me is a really special yeah. thing. So thank you for, for bringing <laughs> thank you here. for 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 letting me. Yeah, in. of course. It um, was either that or music for a sushi restaurant. Yeah, <laughs> which would have been maybe a little awkward. I'll do that too, and I'll send it to Anna yeah. and be like, "One up." <laughs> I'm gonna do it as a ballad. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Maybe we'll. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. Well, Bobby, we've so enjoyed having you. Thank you for being here, and uh, we're gonna kind of wrap here. Is there a social media that we can plug for either the band or like what are yeah, it's channel. it's 
So we have at Vintage Harmonic Symphony. That's our main kind of go-to, you know, message or follow on Instagram. And on there, we have a link tree with with um, all the places, all yeah. the places for everything. So that I mean, we have a Facebook page um, at VHS Music, but the but the Instagram one's the main one. Okay. So yeah, if you want to check us out. Perfect. Awesome. Cool. Well, uh, again, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for uh, having me. We're going to wrap here, but uh, without any further ado, here is Lost by Vintage Harmonic Symphony and Bobby Fazeri. All of my friends, they don't know I'm so tired, I sleep in the day, I'm awake in the night There's a fox in the yard, she's watching the hen house My keeper's away, but I'm ready to fight It's a long way back to the beginning I'll stay Unless you ask me to go, I know right now we are losing, but we, we haven't lost, no. All of my friends, they all lost all their patience with me in my mischievous Fears and alarms, shenanigans lead to the chaos created side of my head. I can show you sometime. It's a long way back to the beginning. I'll stay, lest you ask me to go. I know. Haven't we, haven't lost